Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ben and this is the Smoking Hot Confessions podcast. Hey family, I hope you're well wherever you are and you got that thin blue smoke rolling. This is episode 9 of season 4 of the Smoking Hot Confessions podcast. In this season, I've been flying, driving, eating, walking and talking my way around Australia. I've been going to the biggest and best barbecue festivals all over this wide brown land and have had some fascinating conversations with some of the biggest names in the game and some up-and-comers too. In this episode, I jump back on a plane and fly right across the middle of the country to hit up the Smoking on the Water charity barbecue competition in Perth. I'd never been to Western Australia before, and so I was super excited to have been invited to be a part of the competition. Before we get started, I'd like to let you know that my new ebooks are now available on the website. There's the second edition of my well-loved 27 Lessons Learned from Competition Barbecue, and also the deliciously new Bacon Manifesto. The Bacon Manifesto includes everything you need to know about making bacon at home, and then some incredible recipes to give you an idea of what to do with it. I'd also like to invite you to join us at the Smoking Hot Confessions community on Facebook. If you're looking for a barbecue group full of open-minded people who just love helping each other out, the Smoking Hot Confessions community is a great place to continue the conversation. Finally, however you listen to this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show. It really helps me spread that barbecue love. So without further ado, grab yourself some fatty brisket slices and something on the rocks and join me as I travel across the country for Smoking on the Water 2018. This is the internationally awarded Smoking Hot Confessions podcast with your host, Ben Arnott. How long's it been since your last confession? Hey folks, Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions here and I'm at Smoking on the Water in Perth. Flew over yesterday, it was a beautiful trip and it is a ripper of a day and a ripper of a weekend. With me right now, I've got uh, Jason Molly Meldrum, and we're going to have a bit of a talk about a couple of real different, interesting projects that he's working on at the moment. The first of which is this beautiful rat rod smoker. But before we get to the rat rod, mate, how are you enjoying this uh, this festival so far? Mate, it's great with the weather. It's just one big party. So we thought it was going to rain. It's come out as sunny as can be, and we're just having a ball. That's what it's all about, man. I, I love hearing that. Although I did just walk past the, the boss's tent and there was a little bit of a lady having a whinge about the noise last night. So I think he's going to uh, do the rounds and tell us all off shortly. But uh, yeah, no, it's all, it's all fun and games. So, mate, first of all, let's talk about um, ocean, uh, Southern Ocean Smokers. This beautiful rat rod here, mate. Tell me the story. Um, basically, I used to get on the internet and search around and see what everyone's done. And... I find these at scrapyards, auctions. Now I've got people basically giving them to me and I just turn them into, yeah, scrap steel into smokers. Right, so what's the what's the technical name for the like appearance of this smoker? I'd, I've, I've called it rat rod because I go yeah, to car shows. But... Either rat rod or patina, um, just raw form. So a lot of guys call them patinaed. So like your old patinaed cars and stuff like that. Same, similar to a rat rod. Gotcha. So aside from the, the obvious um, aesthetic uh, individuality of this smoker, what sort of design features have you built into it that are uniquely yours? Um, I wouldn't say anything's uniquely mine. I, I follow a lot of guys in America and I've sort of taken a little bit from 
that guy and that guy and put it together to sort of make my own sort of style. Insulated firebox with a round inside and square outside. Nice. And then same with the collector sort of style coming through at mid-level and a big collector up. Um, strong believer of single shelf, not multiple shelves in there. Um, and then that's, yeah, there's nothing really my own as such as I've just found the best of everyone and put it together. Sounds like a winner to me, mate. I want to loop back to something you did say, though. You're a strong believer in single shelf, not double shelf. Why is that? Um, when you open the smoker up, you can actually see the smoke rolling through, and it's a real tumble, and the convection's working right. We have made a couple of multi-shelves, and you find that it doesn't roll through the same way, and you get a different bark, and it, and it sets completely different. So we found that having a single shelf was just more what I like and a more traditional style from America. That's fascinating, mate. I haven't heard that before, but you did open that for me last night and I could see that rolling through. So hopefully we'll uh, get a bit of sunlight on the right angle and I'll get some of that on the video later. Yeah, hopefully we do. So the next project is, of course, Molly's Barbecue. You got it on your on yep. your shirt there. Tell us what goes on there. Um, so we started out building smokers, found out it was pretty good, really enjoyed it, and everyone wanted to know if I could uh, start selling barbecue like most of us do. And... So we started catering, and then uh, Pitmaster University with David On came along, and he goes, oh, do you want to come with us, and Molly's Barbecue House can do all that. So now we're off to Caratha next week to do a massive 4,000 gig catering job. Wow, that's nice. And is that off the back of this one here? Um, yeah, this will be off this one here. So we'll cook for 48 hours, oh, 72 hours straight. Wow. So how many, like, how many... Uh, kilos of meat can you put on this thing at, at one time? We've worked it out. We can fit 42 briskets and 52 racks of beef ribs. Jeez, 42 briskets in one go. In one go. Ha! And they're that's a, so cool. They're, they're between a five and a six kilo brisket. Right. Okay. Now, last thing before I let you go, this is a KCBS competition uh, this weekend. So you've got what? You've got your brisket, your pork ribs, uh, chicken, and I'm forgetting one. Pork shoulder. Pork shoulder. Yep. And there's a duck hanging up behind my shoulder there here. There is a duck hanging up as an auxiliary category. So, first of all, of those four, which are the core KCBS categories, which one are you most looking forward to? Oh, it's got to be the brisket. Uh, it brisket's everything. You know, brisket's really where you want to be. It's, I'd have to say, by the best result, but the hardest to get, to get right, to get perfect. It's amazing how many how many people do actually say, yeah, brisket's the one they want to win. Yeah, oh, it, it has to be, and that's why it's judged last. It's it's the pinnacle. You know, you don't have brisket first; you have brisket last. Yeah, it makes sense. Now, what? How are you going to do the duck? Tell me about the duck. I'll tell you tomorrow. Ah, good point. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, we we've got a few little secrets here, and um, we think what everyone else is doing, we're going completely left field. All right, well, I'd, I look forward it's, to seeing that it's tomorrow. It's hanging up, drying out. That's about all we can say. Okay, fair enough. All right, mate, thanks for your time. I'll let you get back to your cook and your, and your prep, and uh, best of luck for the competition. Yeah, it's great to have you over here. It's great to be here, mate. Cheers. Hey, folks, Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions here in beautiful Perth, Western Australia at the Smoking on the Water Barbecue Festival, raising money for, uh, for the Mondo Charity Warriors. Great cause, great day, great event. And I'm about to learn a whole lot about the differences in smoker woods from Jenny from Wild West Gourmet Woods Australia. Jenny, how are you feeling today? Good. Confident. It's a lovely day. It's not raining. 
It's always better to have a barbecue competition not in the rain. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, tell me a bit about, um, about what you do, about how Wild West came about. Um, it came about because uh, we, we already have a wood yard. So we've got all our hardwoods already. And all of our woods are salvaged, so nothing is taken from forest or anything like that. It's all wow. salvaged, so um, and it's all good quality, top quality. Even the mahogany, which people say you won't use good mahogany for smoking because like, it's furniture wood, but we still do. Right. So, is it all furniture wood, or does, like does it come from houses, or it comes from all different sources? Everything from uh, we help out the farmers with their clearing and they put new trees in. So that's how we get a lot of the fruit woods. Yep. So we've got uh, different woods like the um, Aussie mesquite, which is the black wattle, because we don't have all of our woods are West Australian grown. So right. That's why we've got the Aussie mesquite. Right, so how does West Australian wood differ in terms of the burn to, say, like a, a, an eastern wood? Doesn't. It's just the same, exactly the same, it's just a, it's West Australian. Beautiful, so it's local product, local business. That's right. Beautiful. Now you've got how many, you've got how many different types of wood I, here? I think we've got, what, 20 or 30 woods today, but we've got a 40 odd. Nor normally, all the wow. time. So we've got an awful lot of species covered. Lots for everybody to try something different. Love it. So what's the most popular out of that batch? Most popular would still be your apples and your cherry. Yep, definitely. Um, the iron bark is very popular, especially in Western Australia, because it doesn't grow here naturally. It grows in the eastern states, but we still get it in here. So it's, um, it's good. That's great. Yeah. So, of the, uh, of the, oh, you've got some charcoal down there as well. Yeah, we've got the A-grade jar charcoal, so that's the West Australian one as well. It's not an imported charcoal, it's all our local jarra, and uh, there's a local bloke in Albany that does it all. Um, beautiful stuff, really nice, good it, burn. Good, good dense charcoal? Yes, yes. Fantastic. Very good. Very good. So, if, if people wanted to be able to track down some of your product, how would they do that? Um, they could go to our Facebook page, Wild West Smoker Products, or they can go to our website, which is the same, uh, under the same name. Fantastic. Look, thanks for your time. The public's about to come charging through the Thank gate, God. so I'm going to get out of your way. Thank you very much. And uh, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much, Ben. Hey, folks. Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions here. Hope you can hear me over the sound of the generators because things are getting busy down here at Smoke on the Water here in Perth on a beautiful, beautiful weekend. I'm having a great time. I'm meeting lots of awesome new people in the in the barbecue world, and one of which is Paul from Smoky Q. Mate, how are you feeling today? Good, thanks. How? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm all right, mate. <laughs> you got to got to play it down, keep it cool. Yeah, 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 nice and calm. Waiting for the uh, rush of people to come through the door. Yeah, <laughs> mate, we are counting down the clock. I think we've got about 15 minutes done un yes. until that happens. Yeah, it's getting the final prep done now, and we're ready to go. Yeah, right. So, Smoky Q, rubs and sauces, mate, tell me the history on that. Well, uh, about 15 months ago, I bought an offset, a little Hark offset, and uh, obviously I was looking for some uh, nice rubs and products to go with uh, the barbecue thing, and uh, being a chef by trade, I thought I'll make my own, because yep. I just, I couldn't come at buying um, imported products, so I thought, I'm going to make my own, so I'd give it a try for a few months, it was working out alright, got some nice flavour profiles. And after a while, I thought I might do this as a bit of a hobby and sell a few to make a, a dollar. And uh, 15 months later, um, and 10 products and 100 stores, it's it's going all right. 
Wow. Local Aussie business killing it. Yeah, yeah, getting there slowly. Mate, that's fantastic. Yeah. So what in your product lineup would you say is like uh, uniquely West Australian? I would say the cold smoked honey. Okay, so we use WA uh, natural honey from bees in WA. And it's in, it's, so it's cold smoked with Murray River red gum, which I bring across the border. And then we infuse it with Whippersnapper Distillery Moonshine, which is made in East Perth, and they've just won awards in America. Stop for it, yeah. stop it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the second product, which is the Fierce Bull Coffee Rub, that won an award at the Perth Royal Food Awards a couple of months ago, silver medal. Uh, and this is made with uh, local Geisha coffee, which is roasted in Fremantle. Oh, love so it. So we've got some really good collabs going on with local products and businesses, which is great. So where to from here, man? Where do you go? Like, what, what's next? Uh, well, um, my, my goal is to, um, you know, obviously be in every IGA by July next year. And um, there's a progression plan for that. Mm -hmm. um, importing, I'm heading to Europe in December. So I've, I'm talking to people over in Europe. Uh, so my plan is to get the rubs into Europe. And then Very cool. I want to beat the Yanks at their own game. And I'm gonna, my progression plan is to get my rubs into America. Mate, I love that you're using that term progression plan. You've yeah. always you, you, you've set a goal. You've worked out how you're going to do it. It's awesome. Yes. Yeah. No. You've got to have a plan. It's you can't start off thinking like it's a hobby. You know, you've got to start and think big from the start, and uh, that's that's how that's how you that's how you win. So, to all the people watching this video who have got their own idea for a little Aussie barbecue business, what would be your first piece of advice to them? The five P's: prior pre, prior planning prevents a piss poor performance. <laughs> How Aussie is that, yeah, mate? Yeah, that's, that's Aussie. Yeah, no, plan it and, and and test it out on your friends and family. And if it if, if you kill a couple of people, you know you've got to change your product. <laughs> so what's the body count before you have to start making changes? Uh, two. Two, there you go. So you can kill two people before yeah. you have to start making changes. Exactly, yes. No, it's, uh, you just got to plan and, and you've got to, you've really got to know your product and believe in your product. If you believe in something, um, and, and really put your, everything you've got into it, the money will come. It's just a matter of just work hard at your, of, of your, with your passion, and my passion's food and barbecue, and that's, that's the key to it. That's some good advice, man. So where can people find your product now? Um, so on my website, smokyhue.com.au, um, search under Stockist. Uh, like I said, 100 Stockists Australia-wide, or you can buy online. We do free shipping with three bags or more. So, yeah, and like I said, by middle of next year, it'll be in most IGAs around Australia. So, um, yeah, you, 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 you won't, you won't, you'll find it everywhere, basically, in the next six months. I'm going to be everywhere. Looking forward to that, mate. Look, yeah. thanks very much for your time. They're about to crack the gates open. Cool. People are going to come flooding in. Yeah. So I will see you again shortly. Right, mate. Thanks a lot for your time. See you later. Hey, folks, Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions here, coming to you from Smoking on the Water in Perth, Western Australia. Having a beautiful time here. I'm definitely going to be coming back. And one of the highlights for me is catching up with my mate Tony from DB Barbecue. DBQ. From DBQ. <laughs> Thank you. Almost. I almost had it. That's all right. That's all right. Almost got it. And, uh, and we're going to have a bit of a chat about, about what's going on. Now, Tony actually came and visited me when I was over in Houston in February, so it's great for me to be able to come back and return the favour. So, guys, how's everything going? Great. Yeah, we're doing well. We're um, ramping up our game, so we're, yeah, loving the barbecue scene. It's good. And I hear you guys are, are doing pretty well over here. 
Yeah, last two comps we've got an RGC in Smoking in the Port in Fremantle and our last comp in Chidlow Barbecue Festival we got Grand Champion, so that earned us an invite to Kansas City next year for the Royal. So Oh, nice. Happy days. Yeah, we're excited. That's fantastic. Now, how long have you been in the game to be able to, to win that uh, to win that invite? This is our fifth comp, so we won the invite on our fourth comp. So, Oh, my God. You, you say you... You competed four times and you're off to the Royal. Yep, looking forward to bigger and better things, mate. We're, <laughs> we're obviously doing something right, so you're always improving and looking forward to the future of barbecue. So That's great, mate, that's great. Now, tell me a bit about what you're cooking on. Um, we use a hot chilli smoker offset, um, a hot chilli smoker cabinet smoker, and a Pitt Brothers offset smoker. That um, These guys are set up in Queensland. They sponsor us for our charcoal and rubs and, um, and the offsets, so... I know Nick, he's a good mate of oh, mine, he, he does good stuff. He does do good stuff, mate, he's a great guy and he looks after us, yeah, it's all good. So are you going to be packing one of these up to take to the Royal? Uh, no, <laughs> unless he's paying for the air freight, then yeah, we will, but um, no, we're not going to take smokers there, but we're taking his rubs and products, so yeah, be good. That's great, mate, to take some uh, some Aussie products to the uh, international stage. Absolutely, yeah. mate, we'll be taking our meats from uh, Melville Meats probably and, um, and Pitt Brothers Gear, so yeah, we'll, we take a lot of Aussie stuff and fly in the flag. Solid plan, mate. Solid plan. Absolutely. So of the uh, the, the four, five, sorry, five handings you got to do uh, this weekend. Yep. What's your uh, what's going to be your favourite? Uh, my favourite's brisket. So yeah, I like the brisket. So yeah, we'll see how we That's go. That's what everybody has said today. <laughs> yeah, we've done quite well in the last two comps. We've got a first and a second in brisket, and um, Lee's our pork man. Yeah. The ribs. I like the ribs now. We've got the game on the ribs, the rub. He's got a nice glaze that we use now. We've got a couple of secret herbs and spices in there from uh, Pitt Brothers, so not really that secret, but uh, come out all right last time. I think we got a, we got a first in ribs last time and a third the time before, so we're definitely improving our game. Sounds like you're onto something to me. Yeah, hopefully, mate. We're looking forward to it. So what makes the, uh, the Western Australian barbecue scene unique? Um, it's just growing over here and it's getting bigger and bigger. When we first sort of we started judging, myself and Lee, we did a couple of comps judging um, and we sort of watched it grow over the time and thought we'll jump into this and, and it's getting bigger and better. We've got 27 teams here this weekend so it's yeah, every comp's getting bigger and it's just great. Everyone's friendly and happy and yeah, it's a real good barbecue community over this way. I love it, mate. Look, I'm going to get out of your way because it's uh, almost time for you to start kicking off and getting things underway. Yep. I appreciate your time oh, and uh, I'll be keeping you, an eye man. on you over the weekend and uh, crossing my fingers for you on stage on Sunday. Absolutely. Great. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. I'm Robert Sierra and you're listening to Smoking Hot Confessions. Hey folks, Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions here, having a ripper of a time here at Smoking on the Water in Perth. I've managed to track down Gus from Gus Face Griller Perth Barbecue School, longtime friend of the show and never shy of a chat on a, on a camera. Mate, how are you feeling today? Yeah, good mate, doing well. How are you finding Perth so far? Mate, this is the friendliest place I think I've ever been to. You just wait till later mate, after a few beers, might change your mind. <laughs> well, I did hear a little uh, story about some noise complaints just from last night, so uh, and that was pre-comp shenanigans, so I feel sorry for the people living around here this weekend. Uh, look, I wasn't here, so it wasn't me. <laughs> well, well, that's the main thing. That's the important thing. So, mate, you've had a lot going on since we last spoke on the, on the podcast. Break it down for us. What have you been up to? Uh, so, this is we last did a podcast. I quit my job and uh, went full-time barbecue school, so that's probably the biggest change. Oh, living the dream, mate. Yeah, something like that. So, so tell me about the uh, about Perth Barbecue School. 
Um, yeah, well, I mean, the name's mostly in the title, but uh, <laughs> Barbecue School based out of Perth. But, uh, yeah, we've been running most weekends, uh, basically teaching people uh, that it's not, you know, super scary to cook on charcoal and wood at home, um, you know, using mostly just, you know, Weber kettles, bullets, uh, basically everyday smokers, just to show people it doesn't take a lot to get started. Um, you can do it on a budget, and it's super easy to cook, you know, even any night of the week. I love the sound of that, man. And I, I think I heard that you have a couple of teams here this weekend. Yeah, so look, we've got um, every comp we try and uh, have a student team, which is basically guys that have never competed before, just to, again, show people that it's not super scary um, to jump into a barbecue competition, that it's actually just, you know, a lot of fun and a lot of hanging out and, uh, you know, talking talk shop all night. And um, we've got our Perth Barbecue School varsity team as well, which is, uh, yeah, basically some, um, some guys that went through the student program and myself and uh, who just, yeah, gotten that love of barbecue com- competition. So, yeah, having a crack as well. So they're actually on your team now? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, they sort of did the student program and they never wanted to leave. So, uh, yeah, we kept rolling with it. Wow, teachers' pets. <laughs> Something like that. So in, in your Perth Barbecue School classes then, do you actually give away all your comp secrets? Like, are they going to be trying to beat you at your own game? Uh, look, the, the regular class isn't very competition-focused. Uh, it's more just trying to show people how to be the hero of their own backyard, you know, the things you do at home. Um, whenever we do the student program, you know, we're not too heavy on recipes and techniques because what I want to do is just encourage people to, to you know, find their own flavours, their own profiles. It's more about just showing them that competition isn't scary but letting them develop their own palettes because we don't want a bunch of just you know clones running around the shop we want people just to to do their own thing and have have fun that's the main thing mate absolutely so i've been talking to people about the different cuts that they're doing for this competition and everyone so far has wanted to talk about brisket so i'm going to ask you about chicken How's your chicken game and sort of what sort of strategies are you going to be bringing to it this weekend? Yeah, well, so um, we've got Nathan back here. He's um, he's our chicken guy. He's actually just about to do a, uh, a chicken wing demo. Um, but, yeah, I've sort of I've let go of that one. So um, I, I guess our strategy, as with, with everything, is maybe do things a little bit differently. You know, everyone's always trying to f- um, do cupcake chicken because Myron Mixon does it, you know, so we're trying to think outside the box a bit and maybe stand out from the crowd. So chicken feet then? Yeah, maybe. It's, it's, definitely, not, it's definitely not thighs. <laughs> yeah, there you go, folks. Gus from Gus Face Griller, absolutely giving nothing away. <laughs> so, look, mate, thanks for your time. I realise that you've got to go to a meeting now, so I'll uh, shake your hand and I'll say thanks very much. Brilliant. Thanks, mate. Catch up with you for a beer later. Definitely. Cheers. Hey, folks, Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions here. It's 8.30 on Sunday, the day two of the Smoking on the Water Festival, and yesterday was beautiful and today is looking the same. Blue sky, sunshine, a couple of friendly flies around. But hey, you can't have it all. With me right now, I've got David Ong, the KCBS representative for Australia. We're going to have a bit of a chat about what teams can expect competing in KCBS. But first of all, mate, how you been enjoying the weekend? Yeah, loving it. Sun's shining. Uh, yeah, I was just saying before, you know, uh, uh, we've had a bit of bad luck with weather with competitions this year. Um, I, I recall going to Burley early in the year and it was crazy, you know. Uh, I think there was, I'd never seen brown grass at Burley uh, for the Burley comp and uh, it was brown. And But yeah, we had to put our, uh, our wet weather gear on and there was wellies going around because it was a bit of a mud bath. So it's nice to have some fine weather, not only for me and the uh, the judges but obviously for the teams as well yeah I was I was competing at Burley and I got to say I definitely appreciate not having a monsoon come through the festival so <laughs> yeah it's good uh, yeah uh, wind and things like that can uh, throw a bit of a curveball for teams so hopefully it's a, a truly even playing field today yeah definitely now 
getting into that, this is not only my first time in WA, but also my first time at a KCBS comp. So what do I need to know about competing in KCBS? So basically KCBS is all about the integrity of the judging and the competition. So that's what we're solely here for. Uh, so what we do is, is we always try to think about, uh, uh, you know, how much effort these teams go into getting here. So when we relay all this information to the judges, the teams and that, we basically say to them, look, the teams have spent possibly tens of thousands of dollars to, mm. just to get here. You know, whether it be equipment, whether it be, you know, travel, uh, you know, fancy trailers like this one over here or their meat you know it's not only that they've often spent tens of thousands of hours to actually practice and to get here as well so we say that to the judges they need to respect that and honor that that their position is something that they really truly need to respect and take that to heart that when they're judging these teams yeah, definitely. It, it is a big ask on teams often to come here and, uh, and and spend two whole days doing it. Anyone that says barbecue is not a not a sport, I tell you what, it's an endurance sport. It is, and often it's not that just you know not just on the day here. You know, there's there's preparation. You know, quite often they'll take the day before work, uh, before the competition off, and the day after as well as a, as a recovery. You know, some of that's due due to maybe, perhaps maybe too much drinking and, no. and celebrating. Um, but you know, uh, a lot of these guys, like one of the guys I know, stay up you know 24 36 hours to get this done uh, and like you said it truly is a marathon and an endurance effort now I understand that there's um, something pretty unique that you guys do with the judging as well. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, so what we do is we, we'll generally get the judges here a little bit early, okay? So we'll we'll uh, run them through and remind them and refresh them on what they need to know and the standards that they need to uphold. But after that, we've actually got what's called our judges seeding program. So over the course of time, we're actually tracking those judges' scores. Now, so it's totally anonymous and I can't offer any favoritism. They they keep those scores away from me so they actually will give them nicknames and this program will the algorithm will actually sort out their average of scores and then they'll seat them accordingly so what we're trying to do along with the whole mindset of, of providing that totally level playing field we're trying to make it as fair and even as possible as well so judges that may score a little lower we'll put them on a table where there's judges that score a little higher than the oh, average wow. as well and so this really this really factors well for the team Another thing as well is generally that last judge or the lowest score gets dropped. So that's a really big thing. So occasionally you might have a judge on the table that, you know, is consistently scoring lower than someone else, that, that our net doesn't catch with the judges seating program. This will eliminate that and at least minimise that chance of, of any, you know, judges that are a bit of a, a death judge scoring low and, and ruining any chance chances of taking out the title. Yeah, anything you can do to sort of mitigate judge number six, mate, that's uh, that's always a good thing. And I love the idea of sort of balancing out a table. That's, that's a really top idea. Yeah, look, uh, I mean... Uh, the, you, you're still going to get tables of angels and tables of death. Usually, of course, yeah. Usually the teams will only recognise the table of death and they're, they're not usually, won't complain about the table of angels. No, but, never. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we, we try to minimise that. We can't eliminate that totally, um, but we try and minimise that as much as possible, as well as the flies trying to bite my face off. <laughs> yeah, me too, mate, don't worry about that. <laughs> so before we wrap this up, yep. what does the rest of the weekend look like for you? 
Oh, look, so straight after this, we've already walked around the clock and let teams know that the turn-ins are at these certain times and that we've got a strict deadline that they need to be in by. After that, we'll have the judges meeting and judges brief. We'll do that table seating program and then by 11.30, they're sat down and the duck starts coming in. Then after that, it's uh, chicken, pork ribs, pork and brisket and then we tally the scores. Then we actually, after we've tallied the scores or I've tallied the scores, we actually get a secondary person to come audit that as well. And then so we've got another fresh eyes just to check that we haven't seen mistakes. And then awards announcements and the exciting bit. That sounds like a hell of a lot of fun, mate. <laughs> Look, I, I can see your team over the uh, cameraman's shoulder there giving me the <laughs> symbols. <laughs> so, mate, I'm going I'm to let you go. I'm going to let you get back into the tent there. Thanks very much for your time and uh, I hope you have a great weekend. Legend. Thanks for coming all this way, Ben. Great to see you. Hey folks, Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions here. This is really exciting. We've got Jason from Barbecue Events Australia and, of course, Big Mo Kason himself. We're going to have a bit of a chat about what's going on this weekend, about what's coming up in the future. It's going to be really interesting. So I'm going to throw to Mo first, mate. Welcome back to Australia. How, how are you enjoying this visit? Man, it's been absolutely fantastic. Uh, I've been here, it's almost it'll be two weeks, and uh, just every day has just been fun, man. So you're almost over the jet lag now then? Yeah, it took about two or three days to get over that. Uh, it was a long haul getting down here, but, uh, man, I'm really glad to be back. I said the last time I was here, I was passing through when I was in the Navy uh, back in 1991. So, yeah, it was great. That's fantastic. So I saw you in, in Melbourne uh, earlier in the year. Yep. What do you find is different in the, in, the, uh, in the Western Australian scene? What, what, what makes it unique? I think uh, it is um, – I have really, really enjoyed Perth. Um, I enjoy the, the town. It kind of reminds me of back at home. Uh, Sydney's a great town, Melbourne's a great town, don't get me wrong, but uh, Perth reminds me of from where I'm from. I'm from the Iowa, Des Moines, um, the people. Uh, it's just, it's cozy. That's the word I want to use, it's very cozy. Definitely, that's how I found it as well, so friendly. Everyone's yeah. just so friendly over here. Yes. And Jason, how are you, mate? Yeah, good, thank you. Good, good. All good. We're going well. I think uh, we've had a uh, pretty hectic last week and a half, yep. but uh, it's been fun. We've, I, I think we showcased Perth uh, in, a, in a good way to him. So, yeah, I've heard you've been uh, you've been putting motor work. What's been going on? Yeah, well, we've uh, we've had fishing trips. Uh, we had uh, cigar and whiskey night, which I think we have. You ever had a cigar and whiskey night? No. Yeah, for you. So we had that. We had tickets sold for that. Yeah. We had a whiskey, uh, another whiskey night at a local distillery to try and show uh, Whippersnapper. They're uh, actually situated in the city, mm -hmm. uh, just to show Mo that we've got stuff happening down here. Oh yeah. You know? So it's been good. Been busy. That's fantastic. So how did all this partnership come about? I um, was over at the Royal last year, so 2017. Um, I was over there on barbecue business and um, I ran into Mo and uh, went and had a chat with him and said, look, this is what we're doing down in Perth. Uh, how would you like to come down? And um, after we gave the spiel, he said, we're here, yeah. we're on. So he'd actually told me that um, he'd been back here in the early 90s and that was the last time he'd been here. So, uh, yeah, it was um, a bit of planning since then, but we, we nearly, what, a year later? Yep. Just over a year later, we actually got it over the line and we've managed to land him. So, yep. so you, you literally made him an offer he couldn't refuse? Yeah, I, it wasn't that hard for him. I think, no, you know, he, I, I love he, Australia. Was, he was ready to come back. So. Yeah, I, I always have a good time when I come here in Australia. It's the first time in Perth as far as just hanging out and doing barbecue events. But, uh, yeah, Australia, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Mo, I understand that you've just recently released a new line of rubs. Tell us about that. Yeah, I've got uh, some rubs that uh, are doing really well in the U.S. And uh, Hark Industries out of Melbourne reached out to me and was like, hey, we want to carry your product. 
So uh, we worked that out, and so my rubs are being sold here all over Australia and butcher shops and uh, barbecue stores. Um, it's really great. Um, doing really well, and uh, I'm looking forward to just keep growing the business over here. That's fantastic. I, I did get to try a bottle um, just a few weeks ago, and man, it's good stuff. It's so tasty. Yeah, one of the greatest compliments I'm getting from Australians is that the flavor profile is exactly what Australians like. Um, you know, um, my rubs are very seasoned very well, and they, you know, there's not a lot of sugar in them. And and I understand a lot, a lot of the norm. A lot of guys put a lot of sugar, you know, back in the U.S. and rubs. And I think mine sets it apart from a lot of the other different rubs. So uh, I'm glad that the uh, the Australians really enjoy. Uh, the flavor profile that I'm, I'm, I'm giving them. We absolutely are, mate. Now, what are you two blokes up to this weekend? I've seen a lot of uh, a lot of action happening in your tent. What's going on? Yeah, so we, we, we uh, didn't announce it until, uh, well, officially today, but uh, this will be the first time that Mo's actually competing in Australia. So Nice. Yeah. We, we, it, it was pretty hard to keep under wraps, so we had... We had uh, the team listed uh, as Barbecue Events Australia, but I think when that went out to the teams and they went, hang on, Barbecue Events Australia haven't actually uh, competed officially uh, on their own, so I think we got we got everyone talking that point, so there was a bit of rumours going around, but all confirmed today. So, uh. And so as a first-time uh, team, Mo, how, how smooth is that team uh, working? Oh, it's great. You know, I mean, I said I've done 300 cook-offs since 2006, so... Uh, it's it's smooth. I mean, uh, Jason, Ian, they all set me up real nice. Uh, my good friends at Green Mountain Grills uh, contacted the guys over the distributor over here and got me some some pellet grills, some Green Mountain Grills pellet grill. Um, so you know, the marquees, the tables, and everything. You know, they got that all set up for me. So uh, it's it's ready. I'm ready to do my thing. See what just, happens. Just to clarify, we, so Ian and I, as much as it was listed under Barbecue Events Australia, Mo flies solo. So uh, yeah. we've got him set up. We just uh, managed and got him, got him ready to go, but uh, he's a one-man show. So. Ah, so that's where I was going with that question. Yeah, I was so, trying to work yeah, out, like, yeah, like I, no, I was trying to get the down low on, like, on, like, how you guys could. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's too big a tent. So. No, he's yeah. solo. So. Well, listen, man, you're a really busy man, and I appreciate your time no so problem, much. Man. Thanks for being part of the show, well, and uh, best of luck with the competition. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. I'm glad I'm here. Hey folks, Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions here. It's a lovely day at Smoking on the Water here in Perth. I'm having a ripper of a time and I've managed to get in the one place at the one time three of the busiest lads that you're going to find. These blokes are responsible for bringing Big Mo here to Perth. So I believe it went the black bag on the head, the sedative into the neck and the driver of the van, but we're going to work that out in a minute. So, fellas, introduce yourselves and tell us what you do. Yeah, so I'm uh, Jason Linto. I uh, originally started this company back in, or last year, 2017. Um, and yeah, we just, uh, I oversee everything with these two gentlemen here. So we've got Matt Price, our operations manager. Matt's recently come on board in the last few months uh, when things started getting crazy. We realised we needed sort of that uh, engine room filled with someone in the, running in the back. And I've got my business partner here, uh, Ian McGiven. He's a fellow director helping us uh, plan these unique events. So, so mate... Tell me how it all started. Like, what, what was the seed that sort of put this idea together? So, yeah, back in 2017, there wasn't much happening. Uh, I was seeing a lot of stuff happening on the East Coast, obviously with Meatstock and, and, you know, Burley and everything else. But there really wasn't much happening uh, on a big way, a big scale here in Perth. Um, there was no classes being run. There was no schools being run. So I had the opportunity with the contacts that I had over in the U.S., to bring a pitmaster out by the name of Steve Botkin. Uh, Steve Botkin's from Desperado Barbecue. He's nice. running out of uh, California. 
I went to him with a crazy idea and said, we want to fly you down and just run a weekend of classes. So we all come from a, uh, a barbecue background, but um, that was sort of the first promoter sort of event we did. Since that event, uh, then it's just snowballed. Um, I have got a, quite a few contacts over in the US. Word got out how successful that one with Steve Botkin was. And uh, yeah, the rest, the rest has been history since. So that's what's happened. And what's been your uh, experience with it all, mate? As what was it, marketing manager? Uh, operations manager. So operations manager. Yeah, it's just, it's been an absolute wave uh, riding it from, uh, from the inception to, to where we are now. It's just, yeah, it's been brilliant. What's the scale of the logistics that goes into organising something like this? It's crazy, isn't it? Months. It's, uh, months, months. The amount of work that we put in behind the scenes to, to make these events happen and go smoothly and successfully, I don't think people quite understand the logistics of it. It's, uh, it, it's quite phenomenal. Great. And so as a, as a founding member, mate, how exciting has it been to see, to see the business grow? It's, it's, it's really, really good. Um, I, I said I came on board. Jace asked me to come on board. Um, and we'd met through barbecue. And I've been barbecuing, I've been smoking since I was seven um, at the family business, which was a commercial smoking business, uh, mainly trout and venison and those sorts of things. So um, we sort of hit it off fairly, fairly quickly. And Jay said to me, man, with all the stuff you're doing, um, and we both run businesses separately to this, so we get, we get business and how it runs. Um, and I'm used to a business that's fairly dynamic. Well, I wasn't prepared for anything like this. <laughs> this, is, this is crazy. So Jason's the, the detailed lists man he organizes everything it's it's written down it's timelined it's to the to the nth degree um i sort of come in i can think on my feet and when things spiral a bit and they do it's barbecue um i tend to get in there and and get it moving uh, back to speed again and he's the documenter and the uh fills in every hole and there's holes um there always is holes with this sort of stuff um it's barbecue and that, that was the thing that really surprised me it's just how nuts it is it's hard work. So if I've understood that right, we've got the big picture man, the details man, and the fix-it man. That's, that's pretty much yeah, bang perfect. on. Yep, yep. That's, yeah, that's the first time someone said that out loud, but actually, yeah, that's Yeah, that's, that's pretty that's well right. Well, then my job here is done. Okay. <laughs> so I've, uh, I understand that there's big things coming up in the future. Yeah. Anything you're able to share with me? Yeah, absolutely. So um, earlier this year, I've, I've been over the States twice this year with the company. Uh, we got approached by a lady out of uh, Norco, which is in California. She runs a, a Brew and Q festival. Um, it's been running for about four or five years now. It's quite big. It's, um, it's in, and Norco's a horse town. Like it's, it's quite a unique location. Uh, she touched base with us um, earlier on in this year and said, I want you to come out and have a look at the festival and how it's running, and uh, we'd like to do some work with you. So I flew over in uh, beginning of June. I ended up landing in and... Uh, assisting and then taking over with the entertainment on the day because I couldn't help myself. So um, I ended up uh, running uh, and assisting with the bands, etc., and the entertainment. Finished that uh, weekend and, uh, yeah, sat down with Debbie and uh, we managed to do a deal. So the plan is now that we've, we're going to bring out a sister comp in uh, July of next year, which will be the Brew and Q Australia. It's going to be the exact format that we've got in the States, but with an Australian twist, obviously. Um, the winner of Brewing Q in Norco will win tickets to come to Perth. And wow. the winner of our Perth competition will get their flights paid. 
to go back and compete at Norco. Wow, so not just an invite, but an no. actual like flights paid. No, yeah, because listen, you know, we, we've been heavily involved in um, uh, fundraising for a lot of teams to try and get them over the Royal and other things. Um, and look, it's all good and well getting a ticket, but I think, you know, if, if we can help out and make it even easier by looking after their, their airfare, having the equipment at the other end ready to go for them, you know, that's, that, that's only going to build our scene here in Perth. So. I love that, fellas. I absolutely love that. I, I know several teams who've won an invite and then told me, oh, yeah, but I can't go. Yeah, so exactly. the, the fact that you're able to put that together for them and help them get over there, yeah. you guys are doing some great work. Thank you. No, that's the plan. So, uh, yeah, we just want to... We, we, we you know, there's already a great system in place in, in, in Australia with barbecues and competitions and the promoters, but I, I think there's just room, there's room for improvement and uh, to help grow that scene, and that's just one of the ways that we're sort of planning at the stage to do it. So. Mate, I love everything you've just said. It's all gold, mate, all gold. So, look, I really appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on the show. And uh, I'll, I'll see you around the rest of the weekend. Done. Thanks for coming to Perth. Thank, Thank, you. You. Thank you. Cheers. Got a project you'd like to work on with the SHC team? Shoot Ben an email on ben at smokinghotconfessions.com and let's have a conversation. So everybody I want to say thank you. We are at the close of Smoking on the Water 2018, our second time down here at uh, the beautiful Riverside Gardens. And I forgot to say, I think we can say it's been an amazing couple of days of barbecue. Um, I think you can put your hands together for everybody about uh, the competitors and the, the day and everything. It's just been amazing. Absolutely amazing. You know I'm a man of few words, um, so I'm not going to talk too much. Um, we've had uh, two days of uh, fantastic barbecue. We've had a couple of different competitions. We've had people from all over the world, I can say, um, here competing. So thank you, Big Mo, for competing in Smoking the Water. first thing I want to do is, because uh, I can see lots of kids that are going to get really bored if I just keep going on and on and on. Right? Yeah, yeah, okay. So we are going to announce the Kids Burger Bill competition first. Okay, so uh, the uh, Kids Burger Bill competition, we're going to say a big thank you to uh, Ben Arnott from uh, Smoking Hot Confessions, who was one of our judges. So thank you very much to Ben. <laughs> Vince Gareffa, who's the uh, managing director of Mondo Community Warriors, the trust, uh, the charity fund that uh, runs this event. So thank you very much, Vince. And I'm just going to say, Jules, just Jules, all right? Jules, thank you very much. So, without further ado, so in third place with an amazing, amazing burger. Like, all of them were fantastic. Like, you're all, like, Oreos with burger, fantastic. Um, you know, um, snakes. Anyway, I don't need to go over it. It's been over, over a bit. Uh, third place, put your hands together for Ella Rothock. In um, second place, put your hands together for William Wormy. Right, and in first place, with amazing, amazing burger, 
inspired by all sorts of things. Um, I'm going to put your hands together for Taya Crocker. I think the Crocker family is taking this out, hey? Eh? So, um, one of the things that I just want to do, because I've still got your attention, because you're all just going to know what these results are, so I'm going to keep your attention for a few minutes. Look, this is, I don't know how many of you know it, but there will be um, some, um, uh, some more information. This event is run 100% by charity, um, but it's also run without um, any paid staff uh, on the thing. The only paid staff are our security staff that we require, okay? But everybody else, all the red shirts you see around here, that you've seen running around, um, all the smoking uh, red shirts are all volunteers. They have given their time, their blood, sweat and tears. But look, you've got to put your biggest hands together for the lady who actually is the only reason why this event actually came off, okay? She has worked tirelessly in the background, in the foreground, everywhere. Big hands for Jules.
chicken. Put your hands together for Perth Barbecue School Barcelona. Put your hands together, please. 
Okay, second place in brisket. Put your hands together for Picard Pigs Barbecue. Okay, first place in brisket. Put your hands together for Run and Slow Barbecue. We have a special prize for our first place brisket, and that is the Congratulations, Mike. 
So we say goodbye to everyone for smoking on the water as we officially close the ceremonies. We will see you all again at least uh, next year when we run the next lots of smoking events. Please keep an eye out on our Facebook page. Good night and I'm out. And there you have it, family, the 2018 Smoking on the Water Charity Barbecue Competition. Massive congrats go out to Perth Barbecue School for their RGC and, of course, Big Mo Kason for his grand champion prize. Before I let you go, I want to remind you about the Smoking Hot Confessions community on Facebook and if you have a minute, it'd really help me out if you could subscribe, rate and review the show. The ratings and reviews trigger the algorithms and make Apple distribute the podcast further and wider, so they are really important and very much appreciated. This episode's supporter shout-out goes to Huddo NSN, who writes, Brand new to comp barbecue and love picking up little things from different people on the podcast interviews. The ebook on the website is also five stars. Huddo, mate, you have made my day. Thanks so much for leaving me that review. And that's the end of the show. Until next time... Take care of each other and keep on queuing. Thanks for listening to the Smoking Hot Confessions podcast. Head on over to smokinghotconfessions.com for recipes, tips, and Ben's own confessions. <laughs>